Welcome to the Business of Purpose, the podcast for social entrepreneurs, people who know deep down they're meant to create something that makes the world a better place and who want to make a bigger impact based on their purpose. I'm your host, Adina Applebaum. I am an immigration attorney, social entrepreneurship coach, and financial coach. I'm here to help you uncover your deeper purpose and create a greater impact with your life's work, all in a sustainable way that makes money in the process, because we need massive resources to make massive change. In this show, you'll be inspired by stories of purpose-driven entrepreneurs who are creating social change and get the practical steps you need to learn how to make a living while making an impact. Hi, everyone. It's your host of the Business of Purpose podcast, Adina Applebaum. Super excited for this topic. This is a topic that I have spent years and years and years struggling with. We're going to be talking about how to stop feeling guilty, wanting profit, so you can be an integrity desiring more. Now, this can apply to anything from your personal life, maybe asking for a raise at work or um, starting a side hustle or even just giving yourself, you know, more time for self-care, right? Giving yourself that permission to indulge more in those ways and these healthy ways that are going to support you and help you rejuvenate. It can also apply to starting a business and overcoming some of those fears of charging for your value. Or perhaps if you've been undercharging to maybe raise those prices so that you can have an equal fair exchange of the time, energy, and value that you're giving to the people that you serve. So I want to start with the word profit. And I want to acknowledge and speak about how this is a very triggering word for people who come from the social social justice, advocacy, nonprofit space um, where there's this kind of unspoken narrative. You know, I don't think I don't think anyone ever explicitly told me it, but it was probably a series of little comments over time from peers and colleagues in this space where I've been doing um, nonprofit, you know, advocacy impact work for many, many years. Um, There's this unspoken sort of idea that profit is a bad thing um, and that wanting and desiring profit is somehow evil, right? And so it brings up all these narratives about the harms um, and, you know, valid harms and injustices of capitalism and industrialization and the people who have been, um, you know, attacked and dehumanized under those systems, which are extremely, um, extremely painful, right, to, to realize. But there's this idea, too, that that applies to the entire concept of profit, just because there have been some bad actors in the history of capitalism and and profit seeking, right? Um, a lot has a lot of harm has been done, especially under the patriarchy, right? Where it was profit at all costs, no matter who it harmed, right? And so, I know when I hear the word profit, um, I think of that, right? And and that evil narrative, of, that narrative about 
the evil, you know, harms have been done under capitalism, industrialization, white supremacy, the patriarchy, all that. And this topic for this episode actually came up because I was speaking to a mentor of mine um, about the word. I was actually, you know, working on some pieces of um, my Illuminate digital offer, which is my social impact um, business accelerator program that I've been putting a lot of heart into and redesigning to really focus on supporting social entrepreneurs, social champions. And a piece of it that I am trying to own more, right, is that it's okay to want profit. And in fact, you need to have profit to have whatever you're creating survive and grow. So we're going to dig into why that's the case and how to kind of build some awareness and overcome some of these feelings of guilt and and resentment around the concept of profit in this episode so that you can avoid feeling all those guilt feelings that you might have around this term, around that desire of wanting more money, right? And you can actually feel good and feel an integrity wanting more, whether it's getting paid more at work or charging in a business or charging more in a business, whatever that looks like. Now, I want to start with a really important distinction that another mentor of mine helped me see recently that is pretty life-changing and pivotal if you are someone who has struggled in this area. Um, So the, the, the distinction is there is a difference between abundance and gluttony. Let me say that again. There's a difference between abundance and gluttony. I have to admit for a very long time, um, I have associated those as one thing. I have conflated those and, you know, knew conceptually, cerebrally that they're different, but I only realized pretty recently that like on a subconscious level, I was really conflating those and having a lot of resistance myself to abundance, to desiring more, to allowing myself to receive more, whether it's you know, support from family and friends or in terms of money, um, right? Abundance applies to all the things in our life, not just money. And it really helped me to see that there is a difference between these two concepts. So what abundance is, is it's not gluttony. It's not having, you know, so much profit and overflow that it's at the expense and harm of others. That's not what abundance is. Abundance is just enough excess that you're comfortable, right? That you're really comfortable, that you have that safety and security, right? Um, And if you want to think about Maslow's hierarchy, which is a concept I've talked about in many episodes in this podcast um, that you can go Google, it's a a pyramid of of our um, needs as humans. And, And the bottom base of the pyramid is the basic needs of food, shelter, water, survival, right? If we don't have those met, it's really hard for us, if not impossible for us to go up the pyramid to things like self-actualization and creativity and serving others. So this idea of abundance is having that base of the pyramid met, right? Having your comfort, your safety and security satisfied, right? Um, So that you're not in survival mode. And that you have that sense of security. And really, um, if you spend time with this work, 
it's really about learning how to find that security within. Um, but that's a whole nother, whole nother episode in the whole program itself to learn about that. Um, but yeah, it's not a, just about finances with abundance. It's with your time. It's with your energy. It's with your self-care, right? Um, somebody who is, for example, working all the time, um, making, you know, multiple six figures, you know, has tons of money coming in, but they're working 14 hour days and they never have time with their family and friends or self-care. Um, you might not say that person is very abundant, right? So that that's kind of why it's not just about the money. Um, it's all of the things in your life that can lead to abundance. So abundance, just to wrap up, is not about gluttony. It's not about excess to the point where you're harming others. It's about having enough to be comfortable. Okay. And so that's really what I want you to think about with the concept of profit, because I think that's really what profit is, right? But there's, we have so many negative connotations, at least I have, and I know many others do in the social justice space about the concept of profit, because we have seen people abuse that, right, over the last century plus to harm others, right? To extract resources from the earth and harm the earth, right? To enslave people, um, to dehumanize and incarcerate and, you know, take advantage of people, right? So profit itself alone does not mean those things. It's how people have used profit for harm. And so if we want to think about profit in this concept of abundance, which is not about the harm, it's not about the gluttony, it's really about just simply being able to not only cover your expenses, but have a little bit more, right? Have something left over so that you can have a little bit of that comfort, right? So that can look like, you know, not going into debt, right? Having a little bit more than what you're covering your expenses. It also means not living paycheck to paycheck, right? When you're living paycheck to paycheck, it's dollar in, dollar out. You're only covering your expenses. There's nothing left over. So profit and abundance, again, are a little bit more than that, having a little bit of that abundance. It's having that security for yourself and your loved ones. And it's also about having the resources in that amount that's left over to use for good, right? So Money, what happens with it, it, money itself is not good or bad. It's the people who use it and what they use it for. So bad people are going to use profit to cause more harm. Good people can use profit to cause more good. So in the social entrepreneurship space, um, if you want to be making an impact on the world, using your gifts, using your purpose to help others make social change, it it requires resources to do that, whether we like it or not. It requires having profit, it requires us having a little bit left over, having a little bit of that excess so that we're not in that survival mode and that we can be in a place of comfort to focus on what we're here meant to do. So if we can focus on serving others and making that impact and living out our purpose. So what happens when you don't think this way, when you believe profit is a bad thing, it actually keeps you in survival mode. It keeps you in that place of debt or paycheck to paycheck. Um, it, it holds you there. It, it's basically a way to self-sabotage. 
And that can look like, you know, being constantly broke. It can look like, like I said, being in debt or being paycheck to paycheck. It can look like if you have a business not actually really charging and really it's, it's just a hobby that's causing you to burn out because your value is not being compensated and your time. And so you can't really do it to the level that you want to be doing it or deserve to be doing it because you don't have the resources to put into it and to, and to grow it. It can look like undercharging as well. It can also look like blaming others. It can lead to thoughts like wanting money means that I am evil or that I'm greedy. So how many of us, whether we want to admit it or not, have had that thought at some point that, you know, this is actually kind of hard, the situation I'm in financially, I want more. And then there's that little voice that might be like, you should be happy with what you have. You should be grateful for what you have. That's greedy. And there's a lot of societal conditioning that has planted those thoughts, right? Um, and some of it is tied to what I talked about earlier with those narratives about profit and what we have seen people use profit for to cause harm to others, right? To the environment. Um, and it, it also comes from Narratives we have seen in, you know, many religions, like in interpretations, for example, incorrect interpretations of the Bible around wanting money, being greedy. Um, and it can look like, you know, not wanting to be seen as greedy or evil yourself. And this is a thought that may not be something that you have fully realized or had awareness about, but maybe playing out subconsciously. And a lot of times, with the coaching clients I work with um, who are having a really hard time charging in their business, right? Which is something I have struggled with a lot over the years coming from a nonprofit space. When we really dig into it and do the coaching and really get to the bottom of it, a lot of times it's about these thoughts of like, I don't want to be seen as greedy. I don't want to be seen as harming people because I want to be a good person and I want to be liked. And I don't want to be judged, right? And, and so if you have had any of these, it's completely normal. I want to reassure you, it's it's also not your fault. It's it's a lot of the subconscious, um, you know, narratives that we have picked up growing up in society. I've said many times, there's lots of studies showing that people's relationship with money has been set pretty much by the age of seven, just from what they see growing up with their parents, their family, their friends, their communities on TV and the media, right? So a lot of this we don't even know is playing out, but I wanted to draw attention to it because some of this is what might be going on um, if you have a negative relationship with the word profit, if that's triggering for you too, this could be some other reason why. And that can cause you to feel that guilt around wanting profit or to maybe judge and resent others because really deep down you might be judging or feeling guilty yourself for wanting the same, right? Um, so how common is it for people to, you know, resent people who are making a lot of money and think that they're bad because of all of this? Um, and when it's, it may not necessarily be true. I mean, there's a lot of people with a lot of money who are incredibly generous, who, who donate a lot and are spending every day trying to use those resources to build a better world, right? There's people who do it for harm too, of course, as well. But when we start to think everybody 
with money is bad, it may be a flag that some of this stuff I'm talking about is going on subconsciously and how you're looking at that word profit, how you're looking at the desire to want more money as a bad thing. Um, And it could really be also about like fearing that others might judge you for wanting more if you were to share that or if you were to put yourself out there as wanting more, for example, by asking for a raise or starting a business or doing something where you're explicitly showing in a more public way that you want more. And often when we dig deeper in that, um, the fear of judgment from others is often really linked to fear of judgment of ourselves, that we're really worried about judging ourselves deep down for wanting more because of all of this going on with these narratives. We have been taught that wanting more is a bad thing. And I completely understand all of this. Like I've said, I have gone through all of this a lot. I continue to. Um, I have struggled for years in all this, having worked in nonprofits forever, like almost 15 years. And for a really long time, I 100% felt all of these things. And I saw it as black and white, very finite, that it was only a bad thing to want more money. And that that meant that you were going to harm people. And so generally, when we see things in a really finite, black and white, white, singular way, um, that's also usually a red flag that there's some room to explore that because things are never quite that way. There's always some gray, right? Um, There's always some gray there. And sometimes things can actually be both and instead of either or. It can be possible to do good work and make more money. And actually do more good work because you have more money, because it takes money to do good work, right? You see how that works? Um, And the thing is, when these feelings come up, like anger or guilt or resentment or judgment around a topic like this or, or even another topic, it's actually really helpful. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's a signal our emotions are giving us that it's time to become a little bit more aware of what's going on underneath that that's causing that feeling of anger or guilt or resentment. Um, And it's a signal of there might be another emotion I actually would prefer to be feeling here. Like maybe I would like to feel positive and healthy about the desire to want more and feel abundant and to let myself take care of myself and take time for self-care or to find ways to have a little more income in my budget so I'm not so much in survival mode, right? So I can support my family more, so I can pursue my dreams more, so I can have the resources to help others more. And I want to now give some examples to really draw this out and show you why it's not necessarily true that wanting profit is a bad thing and why you shouldn't feel guilty about wanting profit. So let's look at the concept of farming, okay? Um, So if we believed that wanting profit was a bad and evil thing that could only harm people, that would mean no farms would ever survive, really, essentially, because farming is all about having that harvest. After all that hard work, all that labor, right, at the end, the plants and the, you know, the fruits and the vegetables and the grains are just exploding with produce from all of that hard work and all the growing they've been doing and they harvest 
And the idea of harvest is having that overflow, that surplus, that more that made it worth it to do all of that work. And if we if we thought that profit was bad, that we should only have enough to um, cover our expenses and zero profit after that, that would mean that all of that hard work of farming would only be for the purpose of covering the expense of the farming. So it would literally mean that we grow only enough fruits and vegetables and grains to cover the, the salaries of the workers who spent all that time, all those months, um, you know, working the land and picking the vegetables and, you know, all the, the equipment that required all of the, the food for the plants, the, the soil, taking care of the soil, um, you know, making sure that the plants were healthy, all of that hard work, um, it would just be covering the cost of that and there would be nothing left over. So that would mean, you know, if we go back to the times of trade before money was even invented, we would basically get all of the, the harvest that's just enough to cover the expenses with zero profit. And we'd basically, as soon as it's ready, give it all back to pay back all of those expenses I just described. And then we'd be left with nothing. Now we know that's not how farming works. We know that's not how nature works because then what would be the point, right? What would be the point? The, the point is to harvest. That's the whole point. Um, and having enough, not just to cover the cost of the farming, right? And, and cover those expenses, like feeding the cows and providing the basic food, right? to survive for, for the family of the farm um, during the harvest. But we, it's also to have enough to for them to eat during the winter, for them to be able to eat when it's not harvest time, right? Because harvest time is only for part of the year. So they would not have any of that available. available. They would not be able to eat the rest of the year. And they may not even survive without that harvest, without that profit. They also would not be able to have anything left over to share with guests, with their neighbors, with their friends and extended family who come to visit. They would not be able to grow the family and have more children. They would not be able to turn some of the harvest into other products like bread and maybe some cake for a celebration. They wouldn't be able to have that Thanksgiving holiday or Christmas because there'd be nothing left over for that. Um, they wouldn't be able to donate um, some of the extra that was left over and give to the to the needy, to others who are less fortunate. And they surely would not be able to expand and grow the farm any larger to allow them to do more of all that. So this is why, if you think of this example of farming, it's not only a good thing that there's profit when you think about farming, but it's essential because we need that extra leftover. We need that that profit to do all of those things, right? To, to not just survive the harvest, but to be there, be prepared and, and be abundant in the winter. If we go back to that definition of abundant I talked about, which is about really just being comfortable, right? Not having a terrible winter where they're starving the whole time and, and being able to have more to keep growing the family, growing the farm, growing the community, contributing to the con community. I'll give another example as well. So if we think about nature as well in the context of a wild forest, 
you look at a wild forest, if you go to a jungle, um, it is just naturally abundant and filled with profit, right? It is overflowing with profit. Um, it is lush. There are exotic fruits growing. There's animals that have more than enough to eat, right? There's a whole ecosystem of bugs and fish and waterfalls, and it's just absolutely beautiful. And you don't see in a, a, a wild forest or a jungle feeling guilty about that, right? Um, they're not feeling, it's not feeling shameful for having all that. It's not trying to hide it. It's not feeling bad about wanting to, for the jungle to keep growing, right? Same thing with like a mango tree, right? So a mango tree doesn't produce just enough to feed the few animals and people that live by the mango tree. Not at all. It just like the, the wild forest or the jungle or the farm, it blossoms, it explodes with so many mangoes that, that there's more than you know what to do with. And then we can make the mango jam and, you know, the other mango pastries and all of that. We can make smoothies with the mango. We can do so many things, mango juice. Um, it, it, it grows all of these mangoes shamelessly. There is no guilt or resentment there. So nature itself does not have that guilt or resentment or shame about having overwhelming profit and abundance. In fact, it celebrates it and it uses it for good to feed those around it, to grow more each year, to continue growing infinitely because that's what abundance is all about. So I, I wanted to share those examples to just really drive this point home because when it comes to social entrepreneurship, to when it comes to creating something to help others and make a difference and solve some of the biggest problems we have in the world today, we really need those resources to make a bigger impact. We need that profit. This is not something that we can shame and just cast off as evil because that keeps us stuck exactly where we are, where we don't have the resources for the work that we need to do. And I have learned this certainly the hard way in my work, both in the nonprofit legal space and in online business with immigrant finance, that we need to structure things and be smart and strategic in a way that is going to provide some profit so that we can grow the work, right? So in the, the legal projects I have done doing impact litigation on behalf of immigrants, trying to improve the law, the only reason we've been able to grow the work is because we've been growing the team, right? There's, there's very little impact I can do alone. So a lot of it comes down to fundraising and having the resources to have more people doing the work so that we can have an army of people who are fighting for this good cause, right? And making that impact. And then in terms of online business and what Mao and I have done with immigrant finance, um, you know, we've certainly had to really work through our own fears and dis, um, discomfort and insecurities around charging. But with that, that has allowed us to have some of the resources to slowly grow it over time and to put back the profit we have made into growing it further so that we can reach and help more people. Because with online business, it does take money and resources to have things like 
softwares and systems that can help make things more efficient, that can help you reach more people on social media, right? That can help you have a website, um, that can help you plan for your business taxes and your legal protection, right? And the business fees and all the expenses that go into having a business. If it was all just to cover those costs and there was nothing left over, we immigrant finance wouldn't be existing anymore, to be honest, because each year we have tried to grow it, grow it so that we can put more money back into immigrant finance and expand its reach to help more people. And that's allowed us to, over you know a few years, be able to help over 100 immigrant families with learning how to become financially strong and powerful and be investing and feeling financially empowered. We have only been able to do that because of the resources that it has created. Um, so that's another example just to make this more concrete of what that can look like. So with all of that being said, I hope this gives you another perspective, at least to think about the concept of profit, um, why you should feel less guilty or not guilty about perhaps desiring profit or realizing that you might need profit to create something that's going to help others and how you can start, you know, rethinking your own finances, your own situation so that you're not in that situation of just covering the expenses, right? You're not just going into debt or living paycheck to paycheck, but you can instead start to think about how can I have some, some of that abundance, some of that comfort in my own life so that I can be in a stable position to focus on what I'm here and meant to do, right? And help others and maybe create something like a social impact business where I'm using my purpose and my talents and gifts to make a difference. So I can have another source of income that's also helping others and have some of that financial peace of mind while, while also making a meaningful impact. So starting a socially impactful online business and working on your relationship with this idea of profit and understanding that that's actually a good thing that's going to help you have the resources to help more people is an incredibly powerful thing to do. Um, and it allows you to make more of that impact and help others in a structure that's going to be sustainable, where you don't have to just rely on donations of kind individuals to do the work you're meant to do, but you can actually create something that is designed to bring in some profit so that it can grow, so that it can stay alive, just like that farm, just like that wild forest or that jungle, right? If that jungle is designed from the beginning to only survive, you're not going to see those exotic fruits and the waterfalls and the lush plant, the lush leaves everywhere and the animals living freely, right? Um, we need that to get into that place of comfort and starting a socially impactful business is an incredible way to think about doing that. So ask yourself today, do you want to continue feeling that guilt and that shame and that negativity and that judgment about wanting more, whether it's more time for yourself, more self-care, more money, right? About wanting more profit, whatever that looks like for you and being abundant. Or do you want to allow yourself 
to step into that and be like that beautiful jungle in nature that is comfortable and abundant and overflowing so that it can do what it's meant to do and grow and support a whole ecosystem around it. Um, So if that's something that you're interested in exploring, I would love to invite you to check out our Illuminate Digital program. This is our socially impactful online business accelerator program um, that I'm going to be starting the next cohort for in early 2023. I'm so, so excited. I have been working super hard on making this an amazing program really specifically for those who want to make meaningful change while making a living in the process. And I hope to see you there. Um, If you have any questions about the program, of course, reach out to me. The best way is on Instagram at Adina Applebaum, link below in the show notes. Um, And just want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen today for maybe taking a moment to rethink your concept around the idea of profit. Um, If this was helpful for you, if you found this valuable, I'd be so grateful if you could please take a moment to share the, the episode with someone who could benefit from hearing this and learning more about this topic. And I'll just leave you with a couple key takeaways from the episode So number one, abundance is comfort, not gluttony. Number two, we don't have to feel guilt and shame and judgment around wanting more and wanting profit, that that's actually part of nature and how things are meant to work. Just like we can see with that mango tree or that exotic forest, that jungle, that farm, This is how we are naturally meant to be abundant and there's nothing shameful about that. And number three, that we actually need those resources. We need that surplus, that profit, that overflow to have the resources to make an impact. So um, I hope this was helpful for you. Again, connect with me over on Instagram at Adina Applebaum. Let me know what your biggest aha moment was from this episode and I will see you at the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this week's episode of the Business of Purpose podcast. I am so excited to share with you an amazing new free resource I created that goes way into more detail about how exactly to make that bigger impact fulfill your purpose, but also make more money in the process. It's called the seven strategies to make a bigger impact and make more money. And you can get the link down below in the show notes. Go ahead and check it out. And I can't wait to hear about what you learned from it. This guide is based on over 13 years of social entrepreneurship experience that I've had, as well as the strategies that I have seen work effectively with dozens of coaching students I've worked with to help them get past those barriers that are getting in the way of them, really finding their purpose, expanding their impact, and making more money. So let me know what you think of the guide and something that you learned from it, and I can't wait to hear from you.